and love the community. We are going to do that by, or have been helped to do that, by looking at God's word this morning, praying to him and singing to him as well. And we're going to start with those uh, two things. I'm going to pray and um, just pray to the great gods that we have. And then we're going to sing about how great he is. So let's pray together. Father, you are such a great God. You are above all things and you are apart from all things. You're a God who has been there from the foundations of the earth for the whole of eternity. You're a God who remains and you're a God who remains the same, who is the same uh, yesterday, today and forever. And we praise you this morning for this, uh, that you are so great, so much greater than ourselves. And we thank you, Father, that we can see that so clearly as we look around, as we see all of your creation, and particularly as we look at the person of your Son and see how loving and kind and gracious you are, that you might send him to die for our sin so that we may be one with you. Father, we praise you for the good news that we have to rejoice in this morning. And we pray, Father, that as we look at those truths, consider those things, consider how good and great you are, Father, we would do so with hearts that are not far from you, but are constantly seeking you and wanting to know you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing, uh, How Great Thou Art. everything around us and that's what we've been looking at in our series in Genesis and this morning we're going to look at how God made us, uh, how God made people and uh, we're going to look at that in God's words so we're going to read from Genesis chapter 2 from verses 18 through to 25 and that is on page 4 of your church Bibles that will be uh, on your tables there and Heather's going to come and read for us so it's Genesis 2 18 to 25. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. 
Great, thanks, Heather. Well, before we have a look at that passage together, what we're going to do is we're going to sing just of the fact that God made everything. And uh, we've been singing this song uh, together. It's, uh, it, it'll, it'll come up on the video, the words will come up on the video. Um, so we're gonna sing about great God, how he made everything in the beginning. Let's stand and sing. Day one, God's work begun. The light and dark he made apart. Day two, still more to do. Sky and sea were made to be, and it was good. Um, and uh, please don't worry if there's a bit of noise or uh, your kids want to move around a bit that's absolutely fine we really don't mind at all um, if prefer, there is a crash available as I say it's just we're, we're a family together here and that's absolutely fine for the kids to uh, make some noise don't worry at all um, the other thing to say is there's a handout on your uh, uh, on your tables they're great for the kids to follow along but if you're an adult you can you can tick the boxes too you should find most of your answers in yellow and um, yeah, I hope that's of some help to you. Let me pray and ask for God's help before we carry on. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much that you are a powerful God who made everything by the power of your word. And we pray now that as we look at your word together, you would speak to us powerfully. And uh, though we're already made here in your image, we pray that you would be remaking us in the image of your son. Father, we thank you that your creation was good in the beginning, and we pray that we would see just how good your plan is for man and woman uh, today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. What I want you to do, have a look at the screen, okay, and then quick chat on your tables. Try to answer two questions. What pictures do you see? That's the first one. So what are the things you see? All right. And the second question is, where do you think you might be if you saw these things, okay? So what, what can you see and where do you think you might be if you saw these things, okay? Couple of minutes, off you go. Okie dokie, what have we got? Who wants to give me some answers? What can you see? Uh, go on, Joshua. We've got a cake, brilliant, fantastic. You've got a really big, fantastic cake there, haven't you? Abby, what, what, what else? Okay, you've got some rings, yeah. Brilliant, fantastic. And you th- wedding rings, two rings, yeah, brilliant, fantastic. Uh, go on, Tardy. Go on. Can you give us something else? There's a party going on, isn't there? Yeah, looks like fun, doesn't it? Fantastic. So we've got a cake, some rings, a party. And what's the one up here? Go on, Eli. Yes, it is a wedding. What's, what's the lady wearing? Can you see what the lady's wearing? Go on, Joel. A wedding dress. Yeah, so that kind of gives it away. Where would you be if you saw all of these things? Who can tell me? Anyone else? Go on, Abby. Go on. By a church. <laughs> you might be by a church. Yes, you might be by a church building. Absolutely. But where would you be? What event would you be at? Somebody shout it out. 
A wedding, fantastic. You would be at a wedding. Brilliant. Now, a wedding is simply where two people, a man and a woman, come together, and what they do is they promise to love one another for the rest of their lives. And that's what we call marriage. And the question we have this morning, as we look at this passage, is why do we have marriage? Okay, why do we have marriage? Is it something that uh, somebody just made up? Uh, Is it something people do just to have a party and a big cake? Uh, Why is it that we have it? Well, our passage this morning shows us the very first marriage, the very first wedding. And what we see is the reason why God gave it to us. Okay, now it's really important to say, our passage this morning does not say that you must grow up and get married. Okay, it does not say that you, you, you have to get married. Our passage this morning doesn't tell us how married people are supposed to love one another. We're going to look at that in a few weeks' time. But what it does tell us is why God gave us marriage. And before we see the very first wedding, we see two reasons for it. Okay, the first is this. Okay, you can fill in your handouts at this. The first reason is that God meets our needs. God meets our needs. Okay, so you can fill in your handout if you want. God meets our needs. God meets our needs. So, last week we saw that God made man. Can anyone tell me, so anyone that was in Sunday groups last week, tell me what man was made from. You filled your bottles with this. Okay, what was the man made from? So you filled up some bottles. Go on, Gracie. Dirt or dust, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant. That's right. So man was made from dust. And God made man from the dust. And not long after he's made him, what he does is he looks at him and he says this. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a suitable helper for him. So we've just sung, haven't we, how the whole world was really, really good. And God sees that something is not good. It is not good that man is all on his own. But do you see there, God does not say, uh, so there you go, he, doesn't, he says, not good that man is on his own. But he does not say, oh, well, I'll leave him to it, I'll leave him alone. Do you see, he promises to make him a suitable helper. So God sees the problem and then he meets the man's needs. Now we might think that for man to be alone means that he was really, really lonely. But actually we saw last week that God was with him. He couldn't possibly be lonely. What's happened is God has put the man in a garden and he said, look, you can eat from any tree you like, but not this one, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, just one. And God was saying, I want you to live for me. And what God knows is that the man cannot do that on his own. So it's not that he's lonely, he just knows he can't live for him, he can't, give him the jo- he can't do the job he's given him to do on his own. So he promises to meet the need. Now it's a bit like uh, this. Who wants to come up and hold something for me? Very quickly. Come on, TJ, out you come. Right, TJ, you hold this as high as you can in the air, mate. Okay. No, no, that way around. That's it. That's it. Hold it up in the air. Brilliant. Good lad, thank you very much. So, man on his own is a bit like this. What is this? Can anybody tell us what this is? Stick your hands in the air. Go on, Joshua. It's a jigsaw piece of puzzle. Is it? Now, is it any good? Why, what's not good about it, do you think? Go on, Abby. 
Yeah, it's just on its own, isn't it? Now, who's ever, who's ever had a lost puzzle piece that they, they kind of... Uh, there's just one puzzle piece knocking around there. Yeah, lots of people here. That's not good, is it? It's not good for puzzle pieces to be on their own because they need other pe piece, uh, pieces of the puzzle to make them complete. Okay? And this, this, it's, it, this, is, this is what God sees. He sees a puzzle piece on its own, and he says, actually, I'm going to promise you to find another piece of the puzzle. I'm not going to leave it like that. Okay, thanks, TJ. Brilliant. Now, that's what God knew about the man, that he needed another piece to help him. He's no good on his own. And so he meets his need. Now, as we go on, we see that the need that he meets is uh, a woman, and that's why we have marriage, that together they would live for God. But the thing that's really important for us to remember right now is the truth, and this is true if you're not married, this is true if you are married, is that you cannot live for God on your own. You cannot do it. We cannot live for God on our own. It's not good for us to be alone. We need other people to help us. And this you know, it's always then a good thing to be able to talk about that with other people. How you want to live for God, where you struggle to live for God. We need other people to help us do this. Now we'll think a bit more about how, where that helps come from if we're not married in a bit. But first, we see how it is that God gives us a suitable helper. Okay? Our passage says that God did this by making us equal but different. This is the second thing we see. God made us equal but different. Second thing we see this morning, God made us equal but different. Okay, so you might want to just fill in your uh, blanks if you can. Now, God wants to give the man a suitable helper. So what he does first is he tries the animals. Okay, so the, the animals and the birds he's made, they're around. Maybe they can help. You see there in verse uh, 19, he brought them to the man. He brought the animals to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that's what his name. So let's try that, shall we? I just need, I need a, a, a boy to come out here for me. Uh, I need a lad to come out here. Eli, why don't you come out here for me, mate? Thanks for volunteering, Tim. Eli, you coming out? No? Reuben, come on then. Out you come. Brilliant. And all we're going to do is what it says in the passage. So, I need somebody to come out here and pick out an animal for Reuben, and he's going to name them. Anna, out you come. You know, you're not going to come out? No? Joshua, do you want to come out? Come on then. Yeah, Jonathan, you're next. Good lad. Just watch that water there, mate. Right, you choose the first animal. Pick the first animal out. Give it to Reuben. Brilliant. Now, Reuben, what are you going to call that, mate? Uh, a zebra. A zebra. Fantastic. Thanks, Joshua. Well done, mate. Jonathan, do you want to come out and pick an animal? You pick an animal from the bag. Great. Brilliant. Give it to Reuben. That's it. Excellent. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, mate. What are you going to call that? A dinosaur. A dinosaur. <laughs> Try again, Reuben. A dog. A dog. Good lad. Uh, we've got one more. Thankfully, we've only got one more. Who wants to come and... Uh, uh, and come on then, Holly. Out you come. You're looking very beautiful this morning, Holly. There you go. Last one. Brilliant. Give it to Reuben. What are you going to call that, Reuben? A rabbit. A rabbit. Yeah, big long ears. A rabbit. Fantastic. So Reuben has... Uh, it, uh, 
all the animals have come to him and he's, he's named them. Now look, that's really important for us to remember because in the Bible, for, for Reuben to name the animals means he's responsible for them. Okay, now the question is though, do you think any of them can help Reuben live for God? Who thinks the animals can help Reuben live for God? Thumbs up. No, who thinks they can't help him live for God? Thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down. They can't help. You're completely right. The animals can't help. Now, we know that because of what it says in verse 20. Do you see, he brings all the animals, and this is what God says. He says, but for Adam, or for Reuben, no suitable helper was found. But one is still needed. So, do you know what God did? The passage tells us that what happened is he caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. So Reuben, forget the animals for a minute, okay? You lay on the floor for me, and you go into a deep sleep. In fact, you can have your animals to cuddle, okay? Good lads, there you are, snoring away. Okay, and what happens is, whilst he was sleeping, God took out of Adam, don't worry, Heather and John, a rib! There you go! <laughs> You're still asleep, mate. <laughs> Now, a rib is one of the bones just below your chest, okay? So he takes a rib out of the man. That's amazing, isn't it? And then, from the rib, he makes a woman. So, who would like to come and be the woman made out of the rib? Come on, uh, Abby, you are so excited that I couldn't possibly say no. Um, I, I'm not quite sure that you know where this leads, though. That's the thing. Um, right, there you go. So, somehow, ta-da, we have a woman made from the rib. Right, um, Ruben, up you get. You're up from your sleep now. Okay, up you come. You can stand up, mate. Quickly, because I need you to say something for me. <laughs> right, you stand there. Well done. And Abby, you come and stand here. Brilliant. So what happens is the man wakes up and he sees the woman, and this is what he says. He says, this is bone of my bones. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Now the man looks at the woman. What he's saying here is, yes. This is the helper that I need. This is the helper. This is exactly the helper I need. It's not like the animals. This is exactly what I need. Thank you very much. You guys uh, sit down. Why don't we give a big round of applause? Brilliant. So look, the woman is perfect for the man. And the reason is because they are equal, but they are different. They are equal, but different. So you see that here. God made both of them out of the same stuff, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. They are equal, but they are also different. Now that is true, if you look around the room, that is true of man and woman. We see differences very, very clearly. But also, you'll notice here that the man names the woman. He calls her woman. Now woman is clearly above the animals. She's not like the animals. She is equal to man, but for the man to name her means he is responsible for her, okay, and she is his helper. So God has given them different jobs to do as well. So man and woman are actually like uh, these two things here. Who wants to come out and uh, hold these things up for me? Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, Joel, you can come out, mate. Anybody else? Come on, Holly, you come out. Grace, you're next. Right, so you hold this one, Joel. Okay. Well done. Good lads. Can you hold that up? And Ollie, you hold this one. Brilliant. Well done. Okay, so there are two pieces of the puzzle that we can see. Now, it wasn't good for man to be alone, 
So here you go. God made another piece of the puzzle. Now, what do you notice about them? What are they both made of? You can tell me what they're both made of. Anybody know? Go on, Eli. Say again. Cardboard, yeah, or wood. Yeah, that's right. They look like cardboard, don't they? But they're actually, they're a bit, actually, bit, bit stronger than that due to uh, Mr. Tim Lin. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, so they're both wood. They're both made of the same stuff. Okay, so they're both equal. But they are different. How are they different? Can anyone tell me how they're different? Go on, Abby. One, one's green and one's red. So they're different colours. And what else? What's other else is very, very different about them? Tardy? Yes, thank you, John. They're different shapes, aren't they? So you see, they're equal. They're made of the same stuff, but they are different. That's just like the man and woman. Thank you, Holly and Joel. You can sit down now. Well done. Great. Okay, so they're equal and different. Now, the fact they're equal means that if you lose one of them, then the puzzle doesn't work. They're both really, really, really important. And that means that boys and girls must never, ever think less of each other because of their differences. God made us different. That's a great thing. And it it means they're both really, really, really important. You couldn't do without one of them. You just couldn't. Okay, so we must treat one another equally. And more than that, if you get married, it means that for men, they must never, ever treat their wives badly. Instead, they put themselves before their wives They love them. They make sure they have everything they need. That is what it means for man to be responsible, to love your wife. Now, we'll look at that in a few weeks' time. For women to be a helper, can I say that is such an important thing because your husband cannot live for God on his own. He cannot do what he's supposed to do without your help. And so you need to encourage him to lead and live for God. This is the way God made us, equal but different. And that is why we have marriage. This is the last thing we see uh, this morning, that God gave us marriage. God gave us marriage. Last thing we see, God gave us marriage. Now, this is where we get to the party. Okay, this is the very first wedding. It comes because God made the perfect helper. Men and women who are equal at different. That is why we have marriage. Just have a look at verse 24. That is why it says... A man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. They become one flesh. So because God made man and woman the way he did, because they fit together perfectly, and when they come together, they become one. And that is what we call marriage. So it's just like these puzzle pieces. Because they're made the way they are, they fit together perfectly. Hopefully they will. Okay. Good job, Tim. Here we go. So you see the puzzle fits together perfectly, precisely because they're equal, but they're different. They become uh, one. And because God made man and woman, we have marriage. We have, we have uh, man and woman able to become one. And that's a really, really good thing. It's a really, really good thing, not just when men and women get married. It's a really, really good thing when actually they live as one, when the man really does care for his wife and when the wife really does help her husband. That's when you really see them becoming one flesh as they are made to be. And as that happens, it is a great thing in and of itself. But here's the thing for us to hold on to. It shows something much bigger. 
There's something much bigger going on. This is what Paul writes about this verse in the New Testament. Okay, he says, he, he, he says exactly what we've seen in Genesis. A man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. They will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. In other words, as you see a marriage working as it was made to, you see a picture on the other side of the puzzle. Okay, you see how Jesus on the cross has joined himself to his people. I don't know if you can see that from where you are. That is what marriage shows you. Okay, how Jesus joined himself to his people, how he became one with his people, and how he loves them constantly and without fail. Now that is the amazing truth for every Christian. Okay, that when we trust in Jesus, it's like you get married to Jesus. And he is our true and perfect husband who is in charge of us and loves us perfectly always and forever. And that means that actually he is the one that we really need to live for God. So if we're married, we can only live for God if we have Jesus. If you're not a Christian today, you need to put your trust in him. If we never get married, and that's okay, that's a great thing. If you never get married, you can still be one with Jesus. And he will be all that you need to live for God. So the question for us this morning really is not, do we, why do we have marriage? It is, do we trust in Jesus? He is our perfect and true husband. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the gift of one another. Thank you that you made us equal but different. Thank you, Father, that out of that comes marriage. We thank you for all the marriages that we see uh, in this church. And we pray for each of them that they would be uh, marriages with Jesus at the centre. Pray for each of us here in this room, whether we're married or not, that actually we would seek to trust Jesus, our true husband, who has joined himself to us and who loves us perfectly. Amen. Great, we are going to sing a song now that talks about exactly what we've been seeing. It's a new song, we have, we've not sung this before, so Megan's going to play the, um, can you play a verse and a chorus, Megan, is that okay? And then we'll stand and sing uh, after that. Okay, in the... Great, do have a seat. Megan, who do you think, who do you think won, boys or girls? I have to admit, it's probably boys. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Great. Sorry, girls. Well done, boys. Maybe we'll sing it next week. Girls, you can have another go. Brilliant. Now, it's really interesting, isn't it? In there, uh, it says, um, yeah, do you see that? We, we, they showed the world what God is like until they disobeyed. So what we see when we get to chapter three, that, that we fell and we're not as we were meant to be. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're just going to spend some time confessing our sin and the fact that we're not the way God made us uh, to be, even though there is much uh, of God's glory in us. So let's uh, spend some time saying sorry to God. Let's pray together. Father, we look around at this world and we know uh, that uh, your wrath is, is being revealed from heaven. 
that um, things are uh, not as they are meant to be. Uh, we can clearly see that, and we know that is because of your anger, and that your wrath is not just something that's, that will happen in the end. It is something that is constantly happening now. Father, we know that that is uh, because of all the godlessness of uh, wicked, wicked people who suppress the truth by our wickedness. To, though we know how we were made to be, know, though we know we are equal but different, though we, are, we know that we should uh, love one another in a particular way, we want to suppress that truth, we want to push it down and say no to it. Father, we know that uh, we know we do that because actually your truth is all around us. God has made uh, it plain to us because of the creation that we see around us. We can see you in it and by your eternal power and divine nature we, we, we can see that you have made it and we are entirely without excuse. Father, we, we know you ourselves as Christians in this church. We, it's easy for us to look out the world and think that um, somehow uh, those are the people who are godless, those are the people who are wicked, but actually for us, us, us here who you have saved, who know you as our Father, who know you as the God who made us, we can only sit here, Father, and say that we have not glorified you, nor given thanks to you, and our thinking has become futile, our f- hearts have become foolish, and are so darkened still. Still, we fail to love one another as we ought, and we fail to glorify you. Father, we want to say that we're sorry for how that happens in our marriages. Father, for how, as husbands, we fail to love our wives and care for them and make sure that they have everything that they need physically and spiritually. Father, we want to um, say sorry for that. And we're sorry, Father, for when in our marriages we really don't help one another to live for God. We don't encourage one another, but so often just tear one another down with our words. So often we're so quick to blame one another for things that go wrong. Father, we are sorry uh, if we're single, if, if uh, we, we, we just long, we look around at marriages and just assume that they're perfect and long for that ourselves. Father, please forgive us for not knowing that you are everything we need and you have given us everything we need in Jesus. Forgive us, Father, for not loving you or seeking you or putting you first above every created thing that we have around us. Father, we want to pray for forgiveness this morning. We know we're deserving of your wrath. And yet at the same time, as we look at your Son... We know that he took your wrath for us and lived his life for us too. We thank you, Father, that as we are joined to him, we cannot be separated from him. And Father, we therefore know you and are right with you forever. Father, we praise you that we are forgiven this morning, forgiven people that can glorify you and put you at the centre of our lives and our marriages and this church. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to sing of the great news that Jesus has joined himself uh, to us. Uh, we, we sang this song uh, a while ago. Um, 
It's all about how Christ is in us and therefore is our hope and our glory and our certainty. So let's stand and sing of the great news of Jesus saving us. Well, because Jesus has joined himself to us, because we're one with God, uh, we can continue to pray to him. And we're going to do that now and and, uh, we're going to pray and ask God for um, a number of uh, things within the church family and in the the wider world as well. And uh, Richard is going to come and lead us in our prayers. Thanks, Richard. Uh, Let's pray, shall we? Our Father in heaven, how we praise your glorious and wonderful name. Lord, we thank you that we can come and worship you this morning as the living God. We thank you, dear God, you're a God who has intervened uh, in our world, not just made it, but Lord, you've intervened in the lives of your people. And we just bless you for the glory of the gospel that you are working. And we just thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you that you're a God who not only hears prayer, but a God who loves to answer prayer. Dear God, we thank you for the message this morning. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful picture that marriage is of Christ and his church. And we just praise you, dear God, that you are taking out of people for your name. And we thank you for that glorious wedding that's portrayed in the scripture of the future of Christ and his bride. And so, dear God, we pray this morning for your church. We thank you, Lord, that we are a part of a worldwide church. And, Lord, we're conscious that in so many parts of this world, your church is suffering and struggling because they love you. And so we ask a blessing for your people. We pray for grace for your people today. We pray for those Christians that are living in places where they cannot meet publicly like we can hear this morning. We pray for those that are meeting in secret, in fear of their lives. Lord, we ask you to bless them. We ask you to give them rejoicing in their hearts, knowing they have a reward in heaven. Father, we pray for those Christians that are separated from their loved ones because they love you. For those that are imprisoned unjustly. For those that perhaps are suffering physically because of their faith. Lord, we ask you to bless your church today, wherever they are. May your people call unto you. May they cry and may you hear from heaven. And Father, we pray that through your church and through the preaching of the gospel today, there'd be many people that would come and trust in the Lord Jesus and find that blessing of forgiveness of sins that we've just been praying about. Lord, may many people come and know that blessing of peace with God through the blood of the Lord Jesus. Father, we pray that for this place where we live. We pray it for Camborne. We pray it for Papworth. Lord, we ask you to speak into the hearts and lives of people. Lord, we pray that you'll make people feel empty. We pray that you'll make people feel the futility of this world. And we pray that you'll put a hunger and thirst into people's hearts, that people may start to search, that they may be receptive to hear your word. And so we pray that you'll bless every Christian in this place, that you'll give them a voice, that they'll have a word to speak into empty hearts.
And we pray for every member of this church, dear God, that you would grow us, that you would strengthen us, that you would give us a real and genuine love for one another, that we would be helpful to one another in guarding one another from sin. We pray, Lord, you'll make us serious about being holy because you are holy. And so we pray for that grace that, Lord, we might grow and that we might be able to build one another up and encourage one another. And we pray to God that we might do this for your glory and that you would have all the praise and all the blessing. Lord, we pray that you would hear us, not because we deserve it, but Lord, because we need your blessing. Your people need your blessing today. And Lord, hear us because we ask in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Richard, thanks so much for leading us in prayer. Um, the great news of the gospel is that actually you can stand before the God who made you without fear, and instead you rejoice at the fact that he sees you and accepts you and welcomes you into his presence. So we're going to finish our time together this morning by rejoicing as we sing, Come Stand Before Your Maker. So good to gather together this morning. Uh, so great to uh, sing and pray and hear from God's word. And uh, the great news is our time together is not over. Uh, we have lunch uh, together uh, once a month and that happens today. If you, if you didn't know about that but you'd like to stay, please feel free. Please feel welcome. You don't, uh, you don't have to have planned to stay at all. We'd love to have you. We'd love uh, you to be with us uh, and enjoy lunch together. Um, so that's happening uh, straight after the service. Uh, the other thing to say, the other thing to mention is um, <coughs> this evening we have a, uh, what's called a kind of roundtable discussion. We have this once a month again, and this evening it's just about um, the, how long it took God to make the world. So we saw, didn't we, um, uh, we sung, I, I should say, uh, day one, uh, God's work begun, day two, etc. The quick question is, what does that mean? Uh, some people think it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a day as we see it. Some people think otherwise. And all we want to do this evening is talk about that, but also talk about how we should view uh, those different views. What kind of um, uh, uh, perspective we should hold on these creation issues. So uh, please do come along if you would uh, like to. Um, uh, otherwise, I am going to pray for us now to close our time together. Let's pray. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip us with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen.